Welsh derbies to Europe. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Last year's semi-finalist, the Scarlets, start off at home against Racing 92 in the Heineken Champions Cup. And coach Wayne Pivak wants to make the most of that. We're really pleased to have them at home. We've got a pretty good record in Europe in the last couple of years as well, only dropping the one game. You know, that's with Saracens and Toulon coming to town twice. Blues are away in France after a bit of a gap in the top European competition for Alice Jenkins' team. It's been a long time since we've been in the Heineken Cup and there's always a big step up around training and around rugby in general when European weekends come around and looking forward to that again. And when Luke Morgan's delighted how the transfer from Wales Sevens to the Ospreys is going. Probably kind of gone better than what I thought, to be honest, really. Um, but yeah, I just, I just feel like I, I got given the chance and I kind of took with both hands and it's been uh, in my favour so far. And we'll also hear from recovering Dragons Wayne Ashton Hewitt. But of course, it's the start of Europe this week for the Welsh regions. The Scarlets reached the semi finals last year and will be looking to do at least the same this time round. They start with a tough game against Racine 92 of Paris, but. Coach Wayne Pivak knows they have to get over a lengthy injury list. There are some long-term injuries which are frustrating, but um, you know there's, there's no avoiding that in the game these days. Um, probably the loose forwards are where we're getting hit, and, and this, probably the second row of concerning areas. You know, when you look at uh, Aaron Shingler, James Davies, uh, and then you take John Barclay up from last year and Tyg Burns. So that was pretty much the guys we used, along with Will Boyd and, and Josh McLeod. Yeah, it just puts a little bit of a change to the way we play the game, I guess. We've been big on turnovers in this competition, or both competitions the last few years. Um, to have those guys that have been very successful in that area out of the game, it's, it's affecting our position stats at the moment, to a degree. So we've just got to look at other ways of turning ball over and... Uh, we're doing that at the moment. So yeah, it's a bit of a challenge, some of these injuries, but everyone gets them at some stage and we're just uh, getting a hell of a lot in the early part of the season. When there seems to be more and more injuries in the game, but especially the guys that are jackling for the ball, the open side flankers, guys like James, is there anything that the game could do to try and protect those guys, do you think? I, I think the breakdown, the jackling, the guys getting leg injuries, I think a lot of that's technique. You know, if they get long on the leg and, and they get cleaned out, then there's potential for damage there but you get the guys that are very good at their trade they seem to be fine so James's injury was nothing to do with the breakdown he was <laughs> he was just running along the field and, and bang the knee went so just changing direction so unavoidable his one you're going to get some like that it's just an unfortunate side of the game where it frustrates the players and it frustrates the coaches and the fans that these boys are on the sideline for so long but you can't do much about it how do you assess the challenge of the pool this year, because obviously last year you had maybe a little bit of a slow start and obviously you know, went out to do very well. Yeah, and, and we had those back-to-back games with Treviso, so um, that got us back into the competition. Yeah, learnings from last year, we don't want to be doing that because back-to-back against uh, Ulster, home and away, is not a guaranteed uh, two wins, so um, it'll be a lot tougher. Look, Racing 92 are a, a good side, obviously. They've got a lot of resources there, and traditionally they've done well in the competition. Over the last few years, they were finalists last year, I think beaten by a point against the eventual winners Leinster so that's going to be a tough one first up but we're really pleased to have them at home where we've got a pretty good record in Europe in the last couple of years as well only dropping the one game you know that's with Saracens and Toulon coming to town twice so um, you know we're building a good record at home in that competition as well so we look forward to that one you know hopefully we can get another big crowd I think uh, the Toulon matches have been great and that La Rochelle match was just 
well, it was, it was epic, wasn't it? You know, with the extra seating and the singing and, and so forth. So if we could get another great crowd and behind us, boisterous crowd to boost us along, I think especially the French teams away from home, um, that goes a long way to helping us get a result on the field. How keen are you, Wayne, you know, to leave on a high oh, scarlet? Very keen. What we want to do, what I'd like to do is just hand the thing over with very little to do you know just a new coach come in and, and put a few tweaks here and then put a signature on things but be yeah, very keen to hand the side over in, in good health and um, heading in the right direction and that's continuing to build on the success we've had in the last couple of years behind the scenes obviously um, I'm slowly just working through process and identifying coaches that we might look to utilize obviously with Wales going forward and that's process which is as I say, quietly going on behind the scenes. Nothing will be announced until the end of the season, but the stage is sort of shortlisting for all the coaching positions, really, and I'm just getting working my way around and just quietly making sure it works with Warren that I'm, that I'm talking to staff members and, and just you know, part of that, that process of uh, planning and, and making sure we're dotting the I's and crossing the T's, really. Coaches being part of that process. There's also medical teams, there's strength and conditioning teams, there's analysts, so a lot of uh, things to work through just quietly behind the scenes. So that's interesting to know what's going on in the background. Back to Europe though, and Scarlet's captain Ken Owens knows his team have come from also rounds to challenges over the last few seasons. As a squad over the last five years we've really developed and you know, we was firstly to be a competitive in the league, uh, we've done that and then to be able to be competitive in the league and Europe, which we were for the first time last year. So from us, there is expectation and pressure we put on ourselves. Uh, but obviously, teams are going to be looking at us now as well as probably serious contenders. Due to our exploits last year, even though it didn't go the way we would have liked in the semi-final, we just came up against uh, an absolutely outstanding uh, rugby side on the day. I think that comes with it. Being in this competition, there's always going to be pressure. And you can go one minute qualifying like we were two minutes away from last season from being knocked out and losing our first three games so it is fine margins in this competition as well so it's there is expectation there but it does come from internally as well as externally i guess your depth is really being tested this year as well no it is we've had a lot of injuries and uh, it's something that we have done a lot of hard work on over the last number of years to add depth to the squad it is being tested like you said at the moment but hopefully well, the next couple of weeks we get some boys back and um, and it'll add to the guys we're able to put out on the field. What would be a good European season for the Scarlets? Our minimum really is uh, we've got to look again out of our group again. We know how tough that's going to be with uh, the quality of teams in that. So it's about starting well, getting the home wins early doors and, and building some momentum. But um, first thing is get, once you get out of the group, anything can happen then and, and you've got to take it game by game then. But I think you know for us, we've got to be looking at getting out of the group again. Wayne earlier alluded to the fact that with James being injured and Tagus leaving off, there's maybe you're lacking guys that had the turnovers in the past. And how's that sort of impacted the style of play? It is something, uh, you know, our turnover rate has been huge and, and the amount of tries we score from turnover ball, we do score a lot. So, you know, it, it will have an effect. We've still got guys who could jackal in the team. I think it's about us as a side now evolving slightly and, and finding other ways to turn the ball over. If we, we have lost some great turnover specialists and jackal specialists, but, you know, there's more than one way to turn the ball over. So I think we can't rely on, on two guys. There's or three guys, you know, John Barkley obviously gone as well. We, 
we can't just rely on that. We've we've all got a a duty to to be able to turn the ball over. And, and from a, a team point of view, we just need to evolve and find a, another way if the jackal's not really working for us. So we may see a different sort of scarlet side evolving over the next two months or so potentially. We're not going to rip the paper and rip the form book up and everything and you know the playbook, but I think if we are missing a couple of our key jacklers, then we're probably going to have to find a different way to slow teams' ball down. You know whether it be a bit of counter rucking, um, assist tackle, do a little bit more work or whatever it is. But I think it's, it's a responsibility for all the boys to contribute and not just relying on. You know, obviously we lost James, our lost Ty, John Barkley's gone. We could never rely on just you know them players. It's a responsibility to the whole team to be able to do it. We still have guys who could jackal, but I don't think we need to put too much emphasis on it. It's the be all and end all of our game, just because we have lost uh, some key men in facile play, which has been very successful for us. That we need to worry too much about it yet. Does it feel like this part of the season is where it really ramps up Europe around the corner, and then the autumn will come quite quickly, wasn't it? Is that just the sort of time where you sort of really start to get excited about it? Oh, you always get excited into a new season. It's, once you get uh, the European launch and the European games are coming, you, you know you're getting right into the, the meat of the season, and it is a great time of year. And you just know that um, the start where one big game goes after each other, and you know go back to back European games, and then you're back into the Pro 14, and boys will go away to autumn internationals, and then you come back and it's straight back into Europe and Derby. It's just you're always on a high of a big game week after week, so it's an exciting part of the year. Going into a different competition does allow you to perhaps change your focus and have a fresh start after what you've done over the previous four to six weeks. You know, in the first block of the league, and reevaluate and have a, like I said, a fresh start. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Blues are the other Welsh representatives in the Heineken Champions Cup. Three defeats to start their season, but they've turned it round with three wins, including a narrow derby victory over the Dragons at the weekend. Coach John Mulverhill is delighted his squad have changed things about. It was a really important week for us and the boys come out firing and we got the result we needed. And it's obviously going into Europe, it's really important to get a bit of momentum going into Yeah, for sure. Look, we realised that we've just got a little bit of momentum going, so some good continuity going into the first game, Leon away. And when you've been coaching all around the world, what have you made of the Champions Cup and is it something you've always wanted to be a part of? You know, I've seen a lot of Champions Cup over the years and it's fantastic to see some of the biggest teams all together on the, on the one stage so we're certainly looking forward to you know, hosting Saracens back to back, you know, they're a massive team who setting the competition alight at the moment and we get a chance to test ourselves in France against Lyon and then host Glasgow so our pool is very cosmopolitan I think we've, we've got a, a good mix in there John, does it really test the depth of Welsh regions and Cardiff Blues playing on two fronts? I think it's going to test the depth of every team. You know, a lot of the coaches I spoke to today, they've got a lot of injuries leading into this part of the year. I think we're sitting in a pretty good position with uh, our depth of squad at the moment. But in key positions, you know, we need to keep players healthy. So I think teams will be tested over time. And I don't want to ever put out a, an understrength team. We need to go into every game in the competition wanting to win, and we'll prepare a team to do that. You've been here a few months now. Has any one player in the blue squad particularly surprised you with his quality? 
we've got some good good depth in our back row, so hopefully we'll be able to share the load through a number of players with you know, Navidi and Ollie Robinson in that in that seven position. A couple of young kids coming through as well that hopefully we'll see this year. We've got some good halves, you know, two Welsh international halves, and we've got also Garrett at nine, Thomas and Lloyd Williams, and we've got Gareth Anscombe and Jared Evans who will fight out for that ten position the whole season. So, you know, we've got some really good quality. We've strengthened our front row depth this year as well. So that's coming to fruition, and once we get Ray Lilo and Willis Halaholo moving onto the ball, it shows that they make a big difference in the game as well. What needs to be done then to turn young Jared into a test player? He just needs more game time, I think. In the few games he's had early in the season, he showed that he can control possession and use his kicking. He's got a very good kicking game, so he needs to probably use that a little bit more than he, he does, and that's a learning from him. He's a bit of a student of the game. He, he sits down looks uh, at a lot of footage, uh, so his work off the field has improved a lot. He'll bear fruit later on in the season you once work, he gets the opportunity. You've worked with a lot of 10s in your time. Does he remind you of any 10 in particular? He's probably a bit more of a Kiwi tan who really takes the ball to the line. He's a very good defender, probably one of the, the better defending tans in the competition. He just needs to mix up his game a little bit. He's deceptively quick. He's one of the strongest in the gym. He's got a very good kicking game, so he's not far away from getting it right. It's good to balance that, because obviously Gareth can play both Jared and play tan. I mean, it must be a difficult selection. I think our difficulty is going to be to make sure that those guys at any time of the competition have game time under their belt in their position. We've got Jared as an out-and-out 10 where Gareth can play a number of positions. So every week, you know, we'll talk about what's the best for the team. Both of the players are great team men, so you know, they'll play in the position that best fits where we need them in that week. With Reem Williams, uh, is there any progress on him? You, you pull back? Yeah, he's been to a number of specialist appointments now and he gets monthly checkups and there's certainly improvement in where he was months ago to where he is now so we're hopeful that you know in time that he's going to recover to be able to take some part in this competition this year but that's for us to just wait to see it's a slow process and you can't rush these things but we're going to support him as long as it takes for him to get back into a jersey very good player very good young player and that's one of the positions we probably need to look to bolster next year as our back three particularly our fullback position you know he probably would have been a starting player for us this year Matthew Morgan's done really well in the games that he's played and our other backup is, is I suppose is, um, is Gareth so we're a little bit light on in that, in that area Well Captain Ellis Jenkins says there's been a change in the mood of the Blues camp A lot better than it has been it's always a lot easier when, when you're winning and the last couple of weeks We've put ourselves in, in really good position in games and just it's nice to get off the mark. Uh, we'll be trying to build our momentum into, into this week. Since your first season back in the Champions Cup, up a few years away, what would be a good season for you? We want to compete. If you're going into any game not thinking that you're, you're going to compete and you're going to win, then you've lost before you've even started. So that's what we'll be doing. We'll be, be going into win. It's a tough group, as they all are. And you know, the last couple of seasons, I think, have shown how quickly things can turn. You lose your first two games and you're potentially out of the competition, or you, you win your first two games and you're right in the mix. So we'll be looking to qualify. That's, that's what we're going to try and do. And I'm sure it'll be the same for, for most teams in the competition. Captain, you know, you've been pleased with the way the players have responded? Your leadership? Uh, yeah, it's, it's something I've done for the last couple of years. Um, I guess my, my role within the team hasn't really changed much, I don't think. 
there's still lots of senior players around me that do a lot of talking and help me out a lot so I wouldn't say it's, it's a massive change for me. People talk about the, the Wales backroom situation being really competitive. Down the Cardiff Blues is really competitive as well. Yeah, it's, it's obviously you've got myself, Josh Navidi, who's probably best player in Wales last year, international stage. Ollie came in man of the match in the final for us off the bench. You've got Josh Turnbull, Nick Williams, our player of the year, and just signed Sam Manoa. So, like you said, there's, there's quality across the board, and you've got a couple of youngsters sort of looking to make an impression as, as well behind us so it's good you need that strength in depth for competition for places and also during the season especially if you want to be competing on in two competitions you're going to pick up injuries you need quality to be able to fill in when needed I've said all along it's, it's a good thing for Welsh rugby that there's that competition and this is the same for the Blues if we want people week on week striving to improve their performances to make sure that they retain the jersey for the next week and in our back row that's what we've got at the moment how much are you looking forward Ellis, to these packed European games that cap on there? Because you know the last couple of when you know when they played Toulon, for example, and they beat them there. Yeah. You know, that atmosphere, like, and you're going to be leading the team out there, probably. Yeah, it's been a long time since since we've been in the Heineken Cup, and last time we were, we were very close to qualifying. If we beat Toulon at home, I think we did a double on Glasgow, and then we lost to Toulon away. But if we'd beaten Exeter in the last game, we we would have qualified and. I played in that game. It was my fourth or fifth game, I think. The Blues was too long away, and it was in front of you know, forty odd thousand people in, in Nice, and it was a real eye opener for me. It was the first time I played in front of a, a crowd like that, and the atmosphere was electric. And there's always a big step up around training and around rugby in general when European weekends come around. And looking forward to that again. And is playing Champions Cup rugby a chance for not just you but other? potential Wales guys in your squad to, to make it take a claim with the ultimate match? Uh, yeah, it is a big stage. You, you want to be testing yourself against the best players and the Huntington Cup is the, is the best place to do that. And The more you can test yourself against uh, better players, better teams, it, it gives you a chance to put in performances of note and again, that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to play as well as we can for the clubs and the regions to win as many games as possible and then progress. Two sevens, I think. I was going to say, is that something you think could work in the autumn? It could, de- it could definitely work. Warby and Tips have shown that in, in the past as well. It depends on what, so I guess, what teams you're going against and what sort of style of play you want to implement. In the Challenge Cup, the Ospreys are home to Poe on Saturday. And former Wales sevens wing Luke Moore going to be looking to continue his try-scoring return to 15 aside. Yeah, I suppose last year making the move from sevens to the 15s game. Yes, probably kind of gone better than what I thought, to be honest, really. Um, I would have thought, like, I obviously kept coming in and new challenge ahead and just trying to learn the structures of the 15s game because I've been out of it for so long. But yeah, I just, I just feel like I, I got given the chance and I kind of took it with both hands and it's been uh, in my favour so far. So. You dipped back in before and then ended up going back to sevens. What's different this time? What's different about you, maybe, this time? I think I matured a lot. Obviously, five years you do, you learn a lot. I think I learned a lot from sevens, skill-wise, confidence-wise, stuff like that. And I do, I just feel like I'm bringing that into, back into my 15s game now and, like I say, I matured a lot and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I feel like I'm bringing that back into my 15s game and it's been doing good. Everyone says the defence is the hardest thing. You look at sevens and think, well, that must be 10 times harder to defend than in 15s. I think it's just because there's so much detail in attack with certain lines that people are running and just trying to read the ball, etc. and stuff like that. As in sevens, it's, like I say, you've got three, four backs, which is, and you're just more or less concentrating on your man. You might get stepped kind of thing, but yeah, I think it's just the detail in the attack which makes it a lot, lot harder in the defence. <coughs> Coming into a squad that's been going well, you've obviously got George 
around as well. How important has he been in helping you adjust? He's been brilliant, to be honest. After training, we've been doing uh, like little extra sessions and stuff like that. He's constantly giving me feedback and stuff. So, some with his you know ability and his experience, say, um, it's great to have him on the on the other side of the of the pitch. Who's faster? Uh, not too short at the moment, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be a good race, I think. He's obviously carrying a bit more weight than me, but no, I don't know. It'd be a good race. The Ospreys have started well. That must make your adjustment that much easier as well. I mean, it does. Yeah, it's always better when you when you get the, the wins. So um, training just feels the flow of, of training. Everything it goes it goes a lot better. Are you still as fast as you were in the same? Yeah, I haven't noticed any difference to be honest. Yeah, like I say, we do a lot of speed work here yeah. as well. So I think that's one of the things I've been trying to keep as well. Like I don't want to lose my fitness, I don't want to lose my, my speed, agility, stuff like that. So yeah, so yeah but I've also been working with uh, conditions here and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think it's pretty much the same, if not better. So do you miss the whole sevens? Travel, the, the experience and all that. And yeah, I suppose, yeah, 10 trips away throughout yeah. the year kind of thing, all the playing in the heat and stuff. Yeah, I suppose you're going to miss that, everyone would, but like I said, I was there for five years, it's, it's a new challenge for me now and I chose to do that and um, yeah, it's just a set in stone and hopefully stay here for four yeah. following seasons. Is the door closed in terms of that something you'd like to close? I would never close that door, but yeah. like I said, I think it's, it's gone a little bit better than what I thought here so yeah. far. At the moment, I'm just concentrating on the 15s game, but... Yeah, I'd, say, I'd never say the door's closed there kind of thing. Obviously, with the yeah. Olympics next year, I cross that bridge when I get there, to be honest. But at the moment, I'm just concentrating on the 15s game. So you were close to the last one? I was, yeah. So I suffered an injury about a week before. So, uh, yeah, I obviously had done the camp out there and stuff, which is an amazing experience down in London and stuff. So, um, so yeah, but definitely be something to consider when, it, when that time comes. Tips came back for their um, yeah. Commonwealth and he slotted in easy. So, um, so, yeah, definitely something to consider. The Dragons start in Romania against Timisoara Saracens, still without wing Ashton Hewitt as he returns from a serious shoulder injury, which prevented him going on the Wales tour in the summer. I had a shoulder dislocation. I'm just on the road to recovery with that. After everything that happened to you last year, you must be chomping at the bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's always frustrating getting injured, and um, anyone will tell you the same. But it's a chance to to work on a few weaknesses focus on some strengths as well, get fit and get back out there. How do you sort of back on the last 12 months the opportunities that came your way and one or two that just slipped out of your grasp a bit? Yeah, you know, the opportunity came around and at the last minute it, it sort of got snatched away from me. So, um, you know, like I said, it's frustrating, disappointing, but it's the game It's the game that we play. I'm not the first person this happened to. My luck will change, I'm sure, and, and I hope to get that chance again. Must have given you a taste. Yeah, you know, you you gain that environment and your experience, the highest level of environment, and and it just makes you so eager to get back into that environment again. So that's everyone's aim is to play international. Obviously, it's my biggest aim. So, um, like you said, I've had a taste, and I'd love to get back involved. What have they said to you? It was so close to them travelling, um, and then obviously the season was done with. So, you know, I had a couple of phone calls from the coaching staff and uh, and management. You know, gutted for me and whatnot for it to happen again, but last that now until the next time uh, selection comes around or when I'm fit or whenever it may be. So I just have to put my hand up again and do what I can do. Greatest asset is your pace. Most people would say, is an injury like that does that allow you to train and work on it, or obviously you can't pump the arms? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's not all in the arms. So is um, obviously my legs are. What I can train on the most at the moment, so um, yeah, speed is, is a big priority. Getting as fast as I can to come back and be as strong as I can in that area. How, how did you do the uh, latest injuries? Uh, tackling Elliot D in training. 
of all people. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, it was it was a training session with the Welsh squad, and unfortunately, I didn't get my tackle technique as good as it should have been, and um, I ended off <laughs> I ended off worse for worse. So yeah, shoulder dislocation, surgery to put it right, and. And now I'm on the road to recovery. Have you had anything before? Yeah, I didn't dislocate it before, but I uh, had a shoulder reconstruction two years ago now. So, um, so it's the same shoulder, but a different procedure. So, hopefully, it should be stronger than ever. I've had a couple of lengthy injuries now um, over the last few years, but in the past, I put it behind me. I don't dwell on what I've missed out on. Um, I just work back towards it. So. When I'm back fit, I'll be focusing on and playing as well as I can, getting in the Dragons team to start with, and then what happens from there happens from there. You're still going to tackle Elliot though in training, here. Oh, of course, I, I owe him. I owe him. <laughs> so good luck to all the Wales teams in Europe this weekend. Next week, it's the Wales squad for the Under Armour Series Internationals in November, and a chance to hear some changes to the School of Officers programme. But until then, goodbye.